Welcome to this week's episode of the Inner Light with Ellen podcast. Join me as I interview my friend Jay Thomas, who is the founder of the mastermind group that I'm in, and we are discussing, you guessed it, masterminds. Um, we recently were reflecting on just the benefits of the group that we've um, been inside of for more than a year now. Um, there are four of us, and in this episode, we walk through um, our lessons, things we've learned, thinking through the structure for how you set up a group. Um, how you facilitate it, and what can really come out of it if you've got the the right mix of things going on. Uh, check it out, especially if you're interested in, in joining a mastermind or starting one yourself. I think you'll get some really great ideas from this episode. Welcome to the Inner Light with Ellen podcast. In each episode, learn from thought leaders in health, wellness, mindfulness, leadership, and personal development. These folks have helped themselves and others to craft the solutions and strategies to live the life they want to be living. Listen in as these brilliant minds share their knowledge, wisdom, and spirit to inspire you to live a life you love. This is the Inner Light with Ellen podcast. I am here today with my friend, Jay Thomas. We're going to talk today about mastermind groups. Um, and before I go any further... Um, I'm, I'm going to just jump right, right over to Jay and ask him to introduce himself a little bit, maybe a quick overview, Jay, on your, uh, your background, what you do for work. Well, yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me, Ellen. Um, this is a great opportunity for, for you and me both, I think, um, to talk through, you know, the, the topic of mastermind. And, um, so yeah, I'm excited for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah. first off. Uh, yeah, my uh, I'm in uh, IT. My background is in IT. I live in the Midwest, and I have uh, a wife and two daughters. Um, the family's growing pretty pretty rapidly here in the last couple of years, which has been exciting. So you're in IT, and um, you live in the Midwest. Let's uh, tell me. Well, let's first introduce why we why we know each other because I'm on the West Coast, and it'll dive right into I think uh, talking a bit about your passion for masterminds and personal development. Would you mind framing up how we how we came to be connected? Yeah, I have always been interested in various things, and one of the things that came up, uh, I think it's been about a year and a half, was starting a mastermind group, Brandon Turner, he had a YouTube video on masterminding for real estate agents because I was learning how to get into rentals and investing in property. And I remember, I didn't even, I don't even think I watched the whole YouTube video. I mean, the first like five minutes was like, okay, cool. This is good. This is what I like. And then like a week later, my boss actually had a meeting that he invited me to where they were bringing in, you know, like bring in your top managers uh, for this meeting. And we were going to go through some exercises. And at the beginning of it, they talked about, they had this piece, piece of paper and it said, you know, what barriers am I running up against and what am I working on, that kind of thing. And I really like what, like the thoughts that it provokes. And so in the room, we heard, I heard about a roofing company and some of their issues and things like that. And when I realized that it was interesting to hear what other people are running into that are outside of our industry, outside of IT, some of the, the things that they're doing to solve that. And then I want to say it was like a couple of weeks later, I ended up, I was like, I got to start this. I think this is what I need. And, you know, that kind of Bond into me reaching out on Best Self. Best Self itself is a journal uh, for people to collecting your thoughts, creating goals, and then breaking them down every day into this journal. 
and and basically they have a Facebook group and I reach out to there because there are a lot of like-minded people on, on that page and said, Hey, who wants, who wants to start this new thing? I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to go into, you know, what it's going to become. And then I got tons and tons of interest. And from there I knew I was kind of onto something. And then that's where you guys come in. So Ed, Ellen, um, Elise, I was able to take the people that were interested. I, at first I said I was going to pick by random, but I really, I quickly found out that it was important to pick the right people. I feel really special because I made the cut for your mastermind group. Cause I remember that, <laughs> that text thread uh, or the comments after your post was quite long. And there were a lot of people that were interested and I have no idea. I think I actually, I think I maybe wrote down why I was contacting you. <laughs> and I feel like it was different enough that you were like, maybe we should talk to her. Um, can I jump in really quickly? Because I want to just share my end of why I ended up on the Best Self Facebook page. I feel like it's fun because it's one of those, it feels like a kismet universal moment or something in a, in a similar way. Um, yeah, definitely. See, so I remember that it was, it was winter. I don't remember what month it was, but it was winter time. And I was uh, driving home. I think that we had just been at um, dinner with friends. And so it was my husband, myself, and my two kids in the back. And we were driving home and we drove by our neighborhood's uh, community center, which has been closed since mid-March, but it, back then it was open. And I could see in the windows because it was um, dark out, but light inside. And there were people playing volleyball. And I was like, wow, rec center volleyball. That's where you just show up and drop in and play with strangers. And I looked at that and that is something that I am normally incredibly averse to. And I looked at that and I said to myself, okay, I don't want to, hang out with strangers because of what? I don't know why, right? Like I should meet people outside of my circle. That would be really good for my growth and development. And then so later that night, I was on the Best Self uh, Journal Facebook group. I actually had just purchased a Best Self Journal for the first time. <laughs> Full confession, I didn't finish it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I did see Jay's post and was like, that is exactly the kind of thing I'm looking for talking with people I don't know, but in like a productive manner. This sounds like a really good idea. And I think I may have wrote a very short version of that story in in the comment to hopefully get picked by you. So you posted it. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you had uh, felt like you had to overcome what was it play? What did you say? Play racquetball or tennis with others? You seem like an outgoing person. So it's interesting that you had to, is that something that you've always had to overcome? I, I know that I like structure coming together in groups because if there's a lack of structure, I get, I get anxious if I can see people's needs not being met, people being stepped on, myself being stepped on. There's like a lot of little things within group dynamics that sort of set me on edge if there's not structure mm -hmm. for people to get to know each other. Um, and it's interesting, like so much of my work is facilitation and this is very much around creating good, strong spaces for group dynamics. And, and so I, I know that if I would join a volleyball game, there are set rules, like here's your position, here's how you play as a team, but I didn't grow up doing team sports. And so it's still, mm -hmm. it makes me feel, I, it's, it's still unknown for me. And so I'm getting, I'm getting better at it, Jay, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but to to carry on, so yeah, I, I uh, reached out to people, and based off of their response or lack thereof, you know, I was able to kind of pick. It all just clicked. I I remember it not being too difficult. I think fairly quickly we had a good set of people, or you know, 
based off of what I knew to go into the into the first meeting. And so it just worked out. It, it was it was pretty seamless. And it and it, it and the group really um, took off from there. I'll, I'll jump in quickly because I think this is helpful, too, as people are listening. I mean, you can hear how like this is a process for how you could set up a mastermind group for folks that are listening. And I think that um, there's a lot, and Jay, you are a planner. You, you plan ahead more than I do. So for example, everyone, I was supposed to send Jay a brief overview of like how the podcast would go and what we would talk about probably like 10 days ago. I did it last night because that's how I roll. And Jay thankfully is quite an understanding person. But you're hearing also his process. And Jay, I'm hearing from you that it was a little bit of just kind of like, I, I, I can hear you, you read you read profiles and you were going to pick at random, but what you really realized was you needed to sort of see who the people were. And then kind of, it sounds like a little bit going on your gut to inviting the the group that came together. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said your gut because that's what I had to do because I only had Facebook I think I even remember thinking like, I just have to go off my gut off of what I have. And then it worked out. And then I remember once I got in contact with you guys, I immediately felt like, oh, I need some structure here. Like, okay, I got this, I got this step figured out and now I need to do the next thing. So I immediately put together, I just kind of went through and did a draft of like what I wanted. So I, I jotted down what I thought the structure should be. I thought, you know, what the members and my role is in, in this, and then also what our goal is out of it. And I remember um, sending that out. And I don't know, I mean, in your perception um, or your perspective, like when I sent that out, did that seem like, oh man, this is this is way too structured or, oh man, there's some structure here. I, I, li- I really like that. You know, this seems like the real deal. Yeah, I I loved it so much for two reasons. And I think one I've already mentioned, I I need a little bit of structure with new people. It's it's how I roll, it's how I feel like I know that there are going to be like guideposts or boundaries and it's going to stay uh, like kind of focused, but I could tell, you know, without knowing how you were going to facilitate it yet. It was kind of open game, but I really appreciated that. The second thing that I loved about it is the material came to me and I said oh my goodness, somebody can do this. That's not me because this is so much (laughs) the role I play in all, most of my work and to actually be an active participant in something like this felt really like I was very thirsty for it. And so it felt really, it felt really welcome on those, for those two reasons. Yeah, I felt like there had to be a balancing act, right? Because I was asking people to be open-minded and help me build this. But in the same breath, I felt like I needed some structure. So, yeah, it worked out. And that document that I created, um, I think we've kind of coined it as a living document, right? So I know I've gone in and edited it based off of, you know, some of the feedback that I've gotten or just some of the realities of what our meeting has grown into. So I remember at first we were saying, hey, you know, we were really, uh, I think the first couple of meetings were real sticklers on the time. And then I think it was too restrictive and it didn't really help the flow of the discussion. So I think we got rid of the timers and then we, we allowed an hour and a half for the meeting to take place. And we kind of just have everyone take their own, you know, opportunity. Everyone has their opportunity to speak and everyone else just kind of listens and and, uh, you know, the discussion kind of goes from there. So I think there's a lot of things that we've learned naturally that um, that we went back to that document and updated. 
I remember the same thing. And I really, I remember appreciating that. I really liked that, you know, so there are four people in the group, as you've probably intuited now for those that are listening. Yeah, we did. We did have that, those timed 15 minute increments and it wasn't quite enough. And so I, I, as a good note, I think for people that are listening is like, when you're coming together to do something like this, it can be desirable to keep things within tight bounds. And I think it's important, right, for depending and who, what personalities make up the group, if that's, if that's good, or if there needs to be a little bit of flex space, you're, you, you hold it together and you keep us, you nudge us along, but you don't, you don't demand that, like, you don't set us a, you don't set a countdown timer or anything. You just gently remind that it's like, we're coming up on needing to switch to another person. Yeah. It's all about facilitating. And, and I had to, I think I learned a lot just by reflecting after our meetings and, you know, thinking like, oh, how did that go? And I, I want to emphasize the members. If you have good members in the group, it just it just works itself out, right? Everyone's engaged. That's one big thing. Everyone's listening, not interrupting, and you're really hearing you know each other out. And that just I mean I I don't know how many meetings I've come in, and like you said, you know I'm always planning things out, so I usually jot down a few notes of what I want to discuss, but. Even just the little notes that I have, it helps me, you know, start a conversation, but then where it goes after that is just, you know, it's, it's always better than when I walk into the meeting and I usually get something out of it. So there's a couple things that we're, I want to, I want to dive in a little deeper on, I think that'll be helpful. One of the, I want to emphasize the point first really quickly. So you're talking about how important the, like the quality of members are. One of the things um, that was really important that I saw was the, the, the structure is really important in addition to, you know, people being good people within the group. And that even if we were a little more strict at first, where we were kind of watching the time and we had like our list of things that we needed to go through, we practiced that first, probably for the first three or four meetings until we were all like, you know, we need a little wiggle room here. It's okay if we're not like this, but it was this consensual evolution rather than just starting out like willing because I think that would have gone very different had there not been an initial framework. And so I want to emphasize that important piece. And then the other piece that I wanted to um, ask if we could talk about before we go a little further, because there's so much benefit out of being in a mastermind. I think it'll be helpful for folks to know what is our agenda. So Jay, could you walk us through our agenda for what we're reporting on with each other and how we work so people can get a sense of that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had to put more emphasis on this because one thing that I am doing now is I've kind of taken what we've done in our mastermind and I'm helping facilitate other masterminds. And I kind of had to think through this a little bit more so I can communicate that to the facilitator and help them lead their own meeting. First of all, everyone kind of just comes into the meeting. We usually have, you know, general discussion, you know, waiting for everyone to come in. And then, you know, we discuss what barriers are you running into? Um, that's a big one. And that will kind of shine light on uh, on some obstacles that you might be having that others can, you know, help you with, give you some advice, uh, things like that. You know, what are some things that I've learned? What am I working on? Um, usually in that section, you know, you'll hear something like, you know, I'm reading this new book. Um, so like recently I started uh, listening to Brene Brown um, and, you know, I might share a few snippets of the book and even from that, we've spawned like a document now, an online document where we put the books that we brought up in the meeting and who brought them up and why. And we also uh, focused on our goals. So, you know, what 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 did I set out to do uh, from the last meeting? You know, what am I planning on doing before the next meeting? And uh, that's really important to make sure that we're moving forward. That's important to me because 
I feel like I'm constantly trying to be better and move forward. And this meeting also gives me an opportunity, you know, slow is fast, right? So this opportunity every three weeks gives me a, a time with other people that hold me accountable to, you know, what am I working on? Where am I going? What am I doing? And that, that helps me from drift. And you guys hold me accountable for that. And that's really um, the other big benefit of the group is the accountability, you know, that's the structure. And then after the meeting, we send out our goals um, to each other, just so that way we have some dialogue. Um, and that usually sparks dialogue in between the meetings through email. Yeah, it's good. And I really appreciate our group. I know, and I know we're all busy. There's no intense obligation between. It's just working on ourselves. And one of the pieces that I really like, you mentioned drift, which makes me think of change management, right? When you're trying to move an organization, for example, from point A to point B and do it without, you know, massive fallout and deep upset. And what I feel a mastermind has is really effective in is a is it's an, an excellent tool for personal change management, um, to put it in sort of business terms of like, because we talk about more than just work goals and professional goals. We talk about, you, you mentioned health, we talk about health, we talk about family, we talk about um, relationships, we talk about basically all the arenas of our life within the mastermind um, for how we wanna move forward, including work, but work is often just one of the many that we have integrated into our group. Or we're able to bring up anything in the meeting. And, and there's something there that I haven't fully reflected on about it being outside of your circle, right? So it's different, you know, talking to you guys than it is talking, I would say, to like some, not my inner circle of friends, right? There's a benefit there that I get talking with you guys and bringing, you know, bringing it outside of the circle and saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. So then when I go back into my day to day life, you know, I'm able to use the advice that I got that's kind of outside of the realm. And that's the cool thing. We're all we're doing this all online. So it's cool. I mean, just the outlook uh, and the perception and the different feedback that you get just from outside your circle is, is huge. I don't know. I mean, any, any reflection from you on that? Well, what I what I really love about it is that because we set up and Jay, you and I, we, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, actually quite a bit, which was the sort of I, where the idea came from doing a podcast about mastermind um, groups is is that the the level of trust that we created again, because going to the beginning, a strong foundation with people who honored the roles and expectations of the group allowed for room to flex so that we could actually build an authentic, trustful relationship with one another to where we can talk about harder things that in an inner circle, I mean, inner circles of friends are amazing. Um, but, but sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging is one of the reasons why I think an outer circle group is really helpful because you can, you're less invested in that other person's situation. So you can really look at it more objectively is what I'm saying. I remember thinking when I, when I, I came to the group and I had the idea of getting a rental property. And I think you guys seen that come from an idea all the way to when I landed it. And I remember getting it and like being so happy the next time we met to say, Hey, I did it. You know, I landed the property and it was cool to have someone that saw the whole thing, you know, from my thought process of being maybe uncomfortable, not knowing, you know, going from being new to it to all the way to you guys seeing me, hey, I'm doing this, I'm going to this meetup, I'm doing these different things. And I didn't share that with everybody. You're right. You know, and as much as I want to go around to people and say, hey, I'm, you know, I've learned this thing or I met this cool guy and I finally got a lawyer and this and that, you know, I don't, you know, people aren't, you know, oh, that's cool. Well, I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're here to do something else. So it was cool. It, you're very right. It's cool to have that outlet 
um, with with you guys and for you guys to see the whole process. And, and the same thing with you, um, with your your facilitating, your coaching. I've seen you. You know, there's times when you're uncertain, and then you know there's action. There's all these things, and you know we're rooting for you the whole way. And it's nice to know that you guys are there. That I can. I mean, we don't even have to wait for the meetings. I can text Ellen or Ed or Elise and say, "Hey, I did this thing," and you know they know exactly where I'm coming from and the struggles that you know come along with it. That just reminded me. I mean, it, we do. We also do share our struggles and our failures, right? Like, I'll I, I had a nice big bout of insecurity about what I was doing about a year ago, you know, and you guys were there and just to sort of talk through what I was going through and just being so appreciative for that. Um, but within that, right, was this is a space, again, because of the way we set it up, how we facilitate it, how we respect one another, where we created space for vulnerability. So this is diving into the Brene Brown work. And because we yeah. built up this space for vulnerability and we have empathy for one another, we can be really honest and authentic with ourselves and talk about what we're really going through and know that the person on the other end is hearing us and then going to provide thoughtful reflection or thoughtful feedback. And I mean, the goal, honestly, I wish all of my friendships were like this and I feel pretty fortunate that I think a lot of them are, but it's not the same as a, at a backyard barbecue. You know, you're not going to have that, that, that quite that same moment. That's a much more casual affair. And this one, we, it feels casual, but we're actually quite deep in our in our connection we can be vulnerable with one another so that we actually can support each other and i think that's the other benefit yeah and first off i want to say if you have not checked into uh, Brene brown go out uh grab a book she's got material online um and she shines light on things that other people just don't on shame vulnerability and really the big takeaway that i've learned from her is you know, the goal in life isn't to be comfortable, right? You have to, there's discomfort. That's how you grow. It's discomfort, actually. It's rumbling with vulnerability, like you said, saying, I don't know, or I need to work through this, or, hey, you have a different viewpoint than I do, and how do we work through that? So, um, so yeah, you're right. So, we bring that to the group. That, that's all trust. And I remember having that conversation right out of the, right out of the gate saying, this is only going to work if we trust each other. And so, you need to be, there's a balance, right? You need to hold each other accountable, but you don't want to, you know, down other people and, and that kind of thing. And we built trust. Like I said, I felt like it was easy. I mean, we built the trust right away. And I, I, I'm guessing it's because of the, the structure that, that was out there and just the way we took off and how much I feel like we actually needed it, you know, um, that it just, it just worked out. So, yeah, we're we're coming we're coming together to uh, encourage each other and grow and have that growth mindset. So, yeah, rumbling with vulnerability is huge, um, and definitely um, it's your responsibility as a facilitator to have engaged people. So, if someone's not being engaged, you have to take care of it. There's and that's your role. The facil and you do a great you do such a great job facilitating, Jay. I'm so I I feel like. I should so Jay's in IT and but he's like so not the you know I feel like IT guys Jay probably have a general stereotype and like you're not <laughs> the stereotype of the IT guy for me. Um, you know you you are technical you are you are logical you do like to follow a process but at the same time you're incredibly intuitive your emotional intelligence is really high you're constantly looking at how to solve the problem also with the other person's perceptions in mind. 
and it's something I really appreciated about your the, the way that you work and you're so open to growth and and um, constructive feedback like you you willingly ask for it which I think is another area and it seems like you do it in many areas of your life with many people not just if within a mastermind group and I think that's a strong testament just to you as a person that you already have that willingness to be vulnerable to learn and it's what makes now I'm just going to celebrate Jay for a minute here it just makes you a good it makes you a good leader and I think all of those qualities make for excellent facilitation because you're not worried about controlling the meeting to have it go the way you want it to go because the agenda says so. You're really interested in how is what we're doing meeting the needs of the people in the space. And as a facilitator myself, I can't be in a group if you're not doing that. You know, like that makes it work for me. And so just thank you. You've done a great job. And I don't know, are you offering services to help people do this? Is that something that would be crazy to advertise for you? Or is that something you'd rather keep a little quieter because you're busy? <laughs> well, well, yeah, first of all, thank you for that. You know, I appreciate, you know, the, the feedback. I would say I'm doing a little bit of soul searching for facilitating masterminds. I'm I've gone out and I'm doing one right in the middle of it. So right now I'm actually helping facilitate theirs every other week and I'm learning, um, you know, it's making me reflect on what we're doing and helping other people. So it's something I want to do. I just got to do soul searching because I have so much going on. I don't want to do it unless I can do it well. All right. Well, we'll just put it there for a minute. And if people really need another one, they can reach out to me and I'll be like, I'll, I'll float it by Jay and see if he's into it. Yeah. People want to reach out and ask questions. I'm totally for that. Thank you. Is there anything is there anything else that that you think people should know if they're going to start a mastermind, run a mastermind, prepare for a mastermind? Any last words of advice? Yeah, the only other thing that I that I like that our group does, which is if someone's going to miss the meeting, whether it's due to family or so basically if anything comes up, so hey, it's a nice day out. I want to go spend time with the family. Uh, you know, anything like that. We don't shame anyone for missing a meeting. And that's huge. It's helped us not, it hasn't been an issue. You know, if someone doesn't come, you know, we we're, we think, oh yeah, you know, they're just spending time with the family or they just need some me time. And, and then we just go on or we reschedule if we have to. So um, that's another big thing I think people are going to run into if they try to start their own mastermind, you know, be open-minded about people missing and be upfront about it. Um, and have some, you know, have some structure to that as well and how you, how you would handle that. Yeah, that has been truly great. There was one day I remember it and I was like, I have to leave my house and I can't do a meeting. <laughs> and it was so good for me. And the three of you went and met anyway. And I remember feeling just relief at not feeling like I was breaking a promise or a commitment, but that I had complete understanding from the group that it was okay for me to go take care of myself. It was great. Yeah, and we all need that, right? And I want people to look forward to the to the meetings and not feel like they have to come or, you know, they're obligated. And I and that's probably another big thing of why people are so engaged when they are there because they want to be there and they want to be in the discussion. That's perfect. Think that's a great note to end on to that flexibility piece. I think we did cover pretty much like why we love our mastermind group. And I want to thank you for taking the time this morning, Jay. Thanks for. Thanks for, uh, well, it's not early for you, but it was early for me <laughs> getting up this morning to record <laughs> this episode. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having, uh, having me. And uh, yeah, I hope to see people take this and run with their own uh, masterminds. And if you have any questions, definitely reach out to Ellen Ryan.